Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, welcome for the very first time. I'm glad that you decide to listen in and join in. So right off the top, if you're in a domestic violence situation or you think you could be in danger from domestic violence, please do not listen to this podcast. Hang up dial 911, get into a safe spot, and also create a safety plan. And um, you can do that with your local advocate. You can do that online at different places. Also, if you just need an advocate to talk to, you can dial the National Domestic Violence Hotline number at 1-800-799-7233. Also, there is a domesticshelters.org. You can find all types of resources. You can find your local shelters. You can actually donate to the shelters on that webpage. You can actually find this podcast and this episode on domesticshelters.org. So you can just do a whole lot on their website. They're a wonderful resource. And also, um, I'd just like to say I'm, I'm proud to be back on the podcast. It's been a few weeks. We were supposed to record this last week. Things happen. You know, life happens. And so I'm here with two of my best girlfriends. And we're going to do a girl chat um, about some serious things. And we're going to do a talk. And I have Deshaun and Daphne on the line with me. So, hey, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um. Would y'all like to introduce yourself separately? Sure. I'll go first. Um, My name is Sean Wilkerson, and I am a domestic violence advocate. I've been in this work over um, a decade now, Um, and I am pleased to be on the podcast. And hey, y'all, my name is Daphne Portis. I am a social justice act, um, activist, as well as a um, spoken word artist, as well as a survivor. Um, I actually, today, November 28th, is seven years since the one of the most traumatic, well, yeah, the most traumatic experience of my life. And so over the last seven years, I've been healing and working towards um getting back to my full self and regaining and reclaiming my light. And so I'm just grateful to be able to join, um, as Mrs. said, two of the most phenomenal women that I know um, in this space in order to hopefully speak, like you said, speak about some of these uh, very serious situations, as well as provide some advice uh, for anyone who may be listening or for anyone who knows someone who may need some help. Very well said, Daphne and Deshaun both. Daphne, congratulations. So proud that you made it out and that you're safe and that you're healing. And um, I'm I'm so proud of you. Thank Today's you. a big day for you. Um, so <clears throat> so Deshaun, I'm gonna let you lead us off and, and let the audience know what we're discussing today, what we're gonna chat about, and we'll get it going. Yeah, so today um um, we're going to chat a little bit about um, the Kiki Palmer um, case um, with her um, 
her baby's father, her partner, and we're going to talk about the Diddy and Cassie uh, lawsuit and um, relationship. And we're going to lead it and, and talk not necessarily about the details of each case, but uh, about what stood out most to the three of us and to talk about some um, some some signs, some red flags that you can identify in your own life. Um, so we're going to do a, a quick recap, um, as if you probably haven't heard, um, about the Kiki Palmer situation. Um, sometime last year, uh, she was at the Usher concert and was wearing um, a dress um, that was, you know, common see-through, but it was, you know, um, was her prerogative to wear it, uh, and her um, partner basically had a um, tweet um, saying that she was a mother and criticizing her attire. Uh, and then, you know, there was a lot of, of, of Twitter and debates and a lot of debates um, out of the community about it. Um, but it turns out um, this year she actually filed um, a protection from abuse order um, from her partner acknowledging some of the abusive behaviors that he um, that he had, including some physical violence, some controlling behaviors um, as well. So, um, just if we can we can talk a little bit about that case. Um, what stood out the most um, about the Kiki Palmer situation to to you girls? Um, would you like to go, Daphne? Yeah, I can jump on in. So, um, one of the things about Kiki, which granted, you know, we don't know Kiki, Kiki Palmer personally. Uh, so I'll say that disclaimer for myself, but just kind of like following her throughout the years and just kind of seeing what kind of personality she has, like she's extremely outgoing and just, it, it seems to be a light, right? And so, um, at the Usher concert, as Deshaun mentioned, like her attire ended up being a problem for her partner and he publicly kind of made publicly made this tweet and one of the things that kind of really stuck out to me about just kind of like all of that uh, when it comes to kind of like red flags is the downplaying of a person or the downplaying of their personality because just kind of like in my own experiences there are things that I really care about a lot such as my family, my poetry, um, things, my art, things of that nature. And so when a person like intentionally kind of like downplays that, that's definitely a red flag in my book because that's what makes that person who they are. Absolutely. And for it to be downplayed is really an attack on this person that you, you know, been with for X amount of time. And so I love for y'all to kind of hop in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, well, I mean, you know, he went on social media, like, you know, if he had an issue, like, say, just maybe I, don't, I didn't like what you were wearing, I just thought it was inappropriate or whatever, and had his opinion, and, and did that in privacy and not in a very abusive way, I could understand that point. But at the same time, um, I believe that, I'm pretty sure that the abuse had been happening, right? So she was probably just trying her best to 
come out of that that situation herself. And I think that it was a private matter at that point. And then here he came um, with some mental abuse, you know, like like downgrading her and all that. And so what stood out for me, though, and, and that did stand out for me, but what really stood out to me was once the protection order was filed, Kiki released or somebody released um, like slow motion pictures of a video of him abusing her physically. Like him grabbing her by the hair of the head. <clears throat> From what I could see in the video, in the pictures, it looked like he had her by the hair of the head. And he had her down on the couch. You can tell he was being very physical with her. And like you said, I don't know Kiki personally, um, disclaimer, but I followed her for years. And Kiki is, is not a, a, a very large woman, okay? And <clears throat> for him to be like, regardless whether she was large or she wasn't, but I mean, he was physically putting hands on her. And that was shown online. And I seen that image when every time I would go on Instagram, I don't know about Deshaun, and I'm sure she saw it too. But every time you went on Instagram, you would scroll up and down and I would constantly see it. And it was like, man, you know, I can relate because I was physically abused. Um, so, yeah, that really stood out for me. Yeah, I think for me, you know, again, none of us know Kiki personally or her partner for that matter. But, um, you know, I think last year when the, the Usher incident happened, um, that definitely could be viewed as um, a way of manipulation mm -hmm. um, and definitely as a way of control. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, a year later almost, um, when, and, and, you know, the physical incident that she, um, that she put in her, um, her protection order was after she tried to break up with him, which mm. is often the case in a lot of, um, domestic violence relationships is that we always say that's the most dangerous part. Um, and that's because, you know, that, that person is losing that power and that control. Um, and so it's no surprise to me that a physical incident occurred mm -hmm. after she was trying to break it off. With. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that kind of stood out to me. Uh, and then also kind of what I saw um, a lot was the like shocking odd that it could happen to such a high profile person. Um, and that really that we, you know, we, we revere, you know, um, mm -hmm. Kiki, like we have, like she has been a star in our eyes for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And so for this to happen so public, I think a lot of people were shocked. Um, a lot of people, you know, had a lot of things to say about her partner, maybe not, you know, having the same status or making as much money as she you know, has, um, and why was she even, you know, indulging in this kind of relationship in, in the first place? But that just goes to show that domestic violence can happen to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> the thing about that is, is she fell in love with this guy, you know, re regardless of what his status was in life. I feel like Kiki is very down to earth, although I don't know her. I mean, you can kind of get that from her personality, that she's very humbled and down to earth to be someone um, with her fame. 
you can tell that the fame has not went to her head. Um, she has just this wonderful personality about herself and she's very friendly and very kind. And you can tell that she really loved this fellow. I mean, she had a child with him. So of course, you know, I mean, you know, and that goes back to people saying, well, why did she stay? Well, you know, I mean, like you said, she, he didn't get physical until after she tried to leave him. So this whole time he could have just been trying to do the power and control, you know, and control what she wore, control where she went and things like that. Jealousy. And, um, but that's how I saw that too, you know, is that he was just really severely jealous of her, you know, cause we've all seen the Usher concert, you know, um, Usher is Usher. So, um, you know, I haven't seen it, but I'd love to see it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. Yeah. Same. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, but if he was very secure and he wasn't controlling and abusive, that would have not bothered him. You know what I mean? Uh, that would have been the last thing on his mind. Because well, Usher's a performer. That, oh, go no, go ahead. Dad. I was done. I was going to say, I was going to say that, um, and we've talked about this before that, you know, oftentimes the relationship doesn't start off with abuse, right? Mm -hmm. Because that way, you know, you wouldn't even be able to get to the point of having a child with this person or get to the point of, um, you know, you know, having a relationship with them this far. Um, and so oftentimes to the point of manipulation and um, love bombing. So, mm -hmm. you know, just treating this person mm -hmm. like they're the best thing that they are like the best thing ever and then flipping the script right right um changing the way that you interact with them or like i said before uh, downplaying who they are um and then of course emotional violence or like even with the for it to be a tweet for it to be so public right mm -hmm. um it's just a lot of these things that you kind of can look at and say okay wow you know this can really happen to anyone but it's also, well, that and, you know, paying attention to how people is like, let's say that this is a person that's around you and you kind of see that they change their uh, way that they interact with people or they change the way that they are or they try to, you know, play themselves small. And those are all also signs that you can see in an everyday person to say, oh, you know, wait, that person isn't acting the same. Um, and I do. I'll say, encourage you, you know, ask those questions, say, hey, you know, are you okay? Like, of course, you know, making sure that they're, the person is safe, because those are also signs that you can see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agree. So yeah. this, this... I, I think the, the shame from, from, you know, Kiki's standpoint, I'm sure that that is going through her mind having to relive this situation publicly, mm. um, you know, is, is something that a lot of victims deal with, you know, the, um, you know, why did I let it go so long? You know, the, you know, the blame of the um, you know, just the, the shame and the, the humiliation that comes with, you know, even though it's not your fault, but you feel, you feel that way, right? You feel that is that is something that you've done, or that you could have like left a, a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's something that 
know, kind of part of the healing process once you've left the situation, then I'm sure um, you have to kind of, um, you know, work that out and reckon with yourself. Um, because, you know, it is, it's, it's not your fault, you know, and it, it is, and it can happen to anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think that it's just a perspective that people have that this doesn't happen to people with money or people with status. Right. So everyone, th- people think on the outside think, oh, this just happens to the poor people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, she just got abused because she has no money or she doesn't have a good job or, you know, different things like that. But that's not the case. And And with Kiki, I think that that, that when you have public um, people like that in the public who have so much pain, I think that domestic violence really that people need to shine a spotlight. Like the spotlight really needs to come on it because it to me is a perfect time for people to be more educated in the public. You know, right. I think that the public can get more takeaways from this than maybe say advocates like ourselves because we know you know, we all three know about red flags. We all three know about love bombing, as Daphne was saying. And, you know, we know about the shame, you know, Deshaun. So we all know all these things, but the public are so misinformed. And you would think that after so many years of education and people online and, you know, even this podcast, for instance. But the thing about that is, is people do not want to hear it or they don't want to listen because it does not affect them. If it does not affect their lives, they're not interested. You get what I'm saying? But what they don't know is economically, it does affect them, right? Because we know economically that it affects, it affects all countries. Domestic violence takes away money because of the legal process and the hospital bills and the, the therapy and different things like that. It takes money, shelter. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, I think that it's a wonderful thing that Deshaun, um, you and Daphne wanted to come on the podcast today and talk about this, about Kiki. And uh, I'll give it back to you, Deshaun. And if there's anything that y'all want to say, and we could wrap it up about Kiki's um, story, and then we could go on to the next one. Now, I really don't have anything else to say um, about Kiki's situation. Um, just one thing you said about the economic mm-hmm. status is, you know, I think I think both sides can have its, mm-hmm. its pros and cons. Um, definitely not having access to money and not having access to um, resources does make it um, add another add another barrier that's mm-hmm. there. So I do want to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the Kiki situation, like what happens to you. May you know it, it's kind of it's 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 for everybody's and I hate to say enjoyment, but it, mm-hmm. it is for everybody's like entertainment. Right. So um, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, for both sides, it's um, you have your own kind of burden to bear with that. You know, right? Absolutely, I agree. Right. The only thing I would just quickly add is um, just like you were saying before, domestic violence does not like care about your economic status, your race, your sexual um, orientation, your gender, it can really happen to anybody um, across all of your religion, across all of identities. Mm -hmm. And so, um, which in turn, it literally makes it all of our problem, like 
domestic violence is not just something, okay, you know, that's happening in their house. Because I'm pretty sure that all y'all have heard, or especially y'all on this call, has heard, oh, what happens in this house stays in the house. Mm. Or, oh, you know, that's just our business. But no, if, um, you know, if you notice something that's off, like, we all need to really kind of have that agency to really take, you know, responsibility of our community mm. and, you know, feel like, hey, you know, if that's happening to her, if that's happening to him over there, that's not just happening to him. Like, it's a ripple effect that's going to literally strain our family, strain our friend group, strain our community, what have you. Um, and we all must work together in order to, as y'all were saying before, bring attention, bring light to this issue. Um, not in an entertaining way, but in a, hey, no, this can literally happen to anybody. Let me pay attention to this situation. Not for the likes, not for the means, but really to understand and be able to give that information to other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100 um, percent. So, girls, let's talk. Let's go on to the next subject. We got nine minutes left to talk about um, Cat. Is it Cassie? That's yeah, right. Cassie. Cassie. And right. Diddy. And Diddy. Yeah. Um, Allegedly. Yeah. They had a. <laughs> Yes, all this is alleged. Okay. You know, there is, right. There's no, nobody has been charged with anything or has been, um, there's no, you know, yeah, nobody has been charged with anything. So it's all allegedly. But allegedly, um, uh, Cassie um, sued Diddy in a lawsuit, or had a lawsuit against Diddy um, for basically, like, uh, they were together for a decade. Um, and in that relationship, she uh, alleged that he was very controlling, um, that there was some abusive behavior, and even some sexual assault that was there um, over over time. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the lawsuit, she even um, you know alleged that you know some of the abuse that she experienced. Um, that was was trying to you know that he basically tried to cover it up, um, and so we can talk a little bit about um, about some of the, I, I personally you know one of the, the things that kind of stood out for me with the Diddy and Cassie situation, um, one the power dynamic there I think that has to be acknowledged that he was already like a you know, big record exec and she was an up-and-coming artist. Um, and so um, he already held some power there. Um, and then, you know, the, the sexual assault um, situation, because kind of what I'm hearing is, well, they were in a relationship, you know, um, you know, what they do sexually is kind of like in between them. But I do want to acknowledge the sexual assault can't happen within a relationship and can what happened within um, you know, a long term partnership and a long and a marriage as well. So um that's kind of the point that I saw in the dating Cassie situation. Absolutely, yeah. What about y'all? <clears throat> so uh, I'm gonna say this real quick. Um I was raped by my abuser, which was my husband at 18 years old. Uh, and that's something that I talked about when I did the Story Corp um, interview. I mean, it happened, right? And a lot of people think because you're married or you're in a relationship that it's your duty to give yourself to the, your partner. And I'm here to say, no means no. And when someone's telling you 
please do not. No, get off me. I do not want to have sex with you. That no means no. Plain and simple. And if it's if it still happens and it's forceful, that's right. Regardless whether you're married, regardless whether you're in a relationship with anybody. And that's all I want to say about that. But yeah, that's yeah. I was going to bring that up because I just did that interview with StoryCorp last week, and that's something that I brought up that I don't bring up often because um, for whatever reason I just don't, you know, because I don't talk about all the details of my story a whole lot, but that's something that did happen factually. But yeah, that's all I was going to say. Yeah, I just echo what this is just saying about like, no means no. Uh, Even if, you know, the person, even if like you can tell from their body language or if the person isn't saying anything or if the person is incapacitated or what have you, like, no, as, People, I feel like there are people who are predators and people who feel entitled and it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship with them or what have you assaulted, like sexual assault is assault, rape is rape. And so we, um, I think one of the things that kind of stand out to me as far as the dating situation, one of the main things that pop out is um, oftentimes people kind of question when people wait or don't say anything for Mm -hmm, a long time mm -hmm. or just any amount of time. And that really irks me because people will come out when they can. People have whatever reasons that they may have for not saying anything. Um, I didn't say anything. Or honestly, I didn't accept what happened to me myself until 2020. So that was four years, I believe, mm-hmm. um, since the actual incident. And so even in coming out and telling people, telling my family, um, it was like, well, you know, it's been this long. Like, why didn't you tell us? And I said, even for my family, it it came from a place that was like we care about you you know we're here for you why didn't you say anything but it it just i as we talked about before about it could happen to anybody i was in a situation which i was like that i i don't know if y'all ever heard on on social media yet that people are going around like saying the lulu or like that's Mm -hmm. a phrase now Mm -hmm. people talk about people being delusional i was definitely being the lulu like i was like yeah you know that didn't happen to me that couldn't have happened to me Mm um i'm gonna just go because it and i was in college at the time so i was like i'm gonna just go to my classes and focus on passing these tests and going to finance and all of these things and so i buried and buried and buried for years for mm-hmm. years and years and it wasn't until i actually i now know i'm not a spiritual person um and i speak from this place uh, but you know, you know, I understand people have different beliefs. But I was doing a ten-day detox, which now I know was a fast um, in 2020. And the first day, I heard in my heart and in my mind, which I know now is God, was I heard that's not your friend. Mm-hmm. And that brings me back to the point of like waiting longer like or like if someone feels as if they have to 
protect the identity of their abuser or, you know, not come out because of who a person may be or what status they may have. I just want to say that that's not your responsibility. I want to encourage anyone who may be dealing with that, that that's not your responsibility to protect them, right? Because, you know, you were violated and, you know, you're in this situation. And so oftentimes it kind of get convoluted when, you know, you have people who are high status or you have people who may be high status just around in your area. It might be somebody in your family. It might be somebody in your church or wherever um, a person may be. But, um, you know, a predator is a predator. And so uh, people who feel entitled in that way to hurt people in that way, it has to come out. It has to be dealt with, whether through, um, you know, legal means. And so I do apply Cassie because I know that's not easy, right? Mm -hmm. Even for you, even for, you know, that uh, for her to be you know who she is for this alleged situation to happen Mm -hmm. it's um tough to come out and say um especially when a person may have that status so that's what really stood out to me okay yeah i didn't say what stood out to me i do know that i noticed several um events that they went to together and i noticed her body language like it was very off it was very off and the way he looked at her in this very controlling i'm jealous of you type way it was it was rough to look watch those those films that they did like you know every award show that they showed up to but uh yeah that was kind of my thing on that one but girls we've got one minute left um so i'm gonna just say i love you both i respect you both thank you for coming on the podcast deshaun and daphne i appreciate you both for your input and i loved this chat we'll have to do it again I know 30 minutes is not near enough time. Um, so thank you both. I appreciate your opinions. And guys, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Good. Um, I, we'll catch you on the next podcast. We're about out of time. So talk to you all later. Bye, guys.